0: This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean news headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Former British Virgin Islands Premier Foy set for July trial date. Trinidad and Tobago Prime Minister vows to conduct comprehensive review of oil and gas tax regime. Biopharmaceutical industry is a pillar of Puerto Rico's economy. Guyana Barbados collaborate on healthier school meals. Dreadlocks, wigs and braids approved for use in Anguilla School and Sandals Resort Investment to boost St. Lucia's tourism. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, June 1st. We start a report today in the British Virgin Islands. British Virgin Islands News reports that following his bail offer and new conditions being attached to his pretrial release, a July trial date has been set for former Premier of the British Virgin Islands, Andrew Foy. According to a recent court filing, the former Premier will face a jury trial on July 18 before Judge Kathleen Williams. Olivine Maynard, the former BVI ports director, is also expected to face trial on the same date as well. As of last week, the report states that Olivine's son, Kadeem, had been awaiting extradition from Puerto Rico to Miami after first being arrested in neighboring St. Thomas United States Virgin Islands several weeks ago. A standing order for criminal discovery has also been filed in the matter. The attorneys involved in the case are expected to immediately reveal any newly discovered information or other material within the scope of local laws. Foy was arrested on April 28 after a month-long sting on Operation by the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration. He recently pleaded not guilty to charges of conspiring to launder money and import cocaine into the United States. If convicted, Foy, along with Maynard and her son Kadim, face up to life imprisonment. Crowder News reports that as Guyana maintains its loyalty to the 2016 production sharing agreement that secures 2% royalty from ExxonMobil Guyana and its partners, its CARICOM sister Trinidad and Tobago is moving in an entirely different direction. Like the United States of America, Canada and the United Kingdom, which all increased their royalty rates and slap companies with a windfall tax, Trinidad and Tobago has an that it will be pursuing a comprehensive review of its oil and gas tax regime. On Tuesday's opening of Trinidad and Tobago's Energy Conference, Trinidad and Tobago Prime Minister Dr. Keith Rowley categorically stated that he will be going after better petroleum profits tax, supplemental petroleum tax, and better royalty rates, which will be applied to all onshore, shallow water and deep water projects. He said unrealized potential is of no value to anyone not to the source owners that are the people of trinidad and tobago or to interested investors if that source remains out of reach undeveloped or unexploited accordingly government has been in dialogue with upstream companies to expedite final investment decisions for known reserves dr roley continued as regard potential and undeveloped resources, the government has been soliciting proposals from upstream operators on the incentives required to stimulate activity for the exploitation of these resources. To that end, the Ministry of Finance, in collaboration with the Ministry of Energy and Energy Industries, is conducting a comprehensive review of the country's oil and gas taxation regime to ensure Trinidad and Tobago remains an international nationally competitive hydrocarbon province news is my business reports that eight of the world's top 15 biopharmaceutical companies operate in puerto rico and four of the world's top prescription drug products are currently produced there. The economic activity of the biopharmaceutical industry is reflected in multiple areas with jobs, tax payments, patents, and investments in the community and educational programs, among others, reported the Pharmaceutical Industry Association of Puerto Rico. With Ten billion in accumulated capital, five hundred million a year in maintenance of this infrastructure, a payroll of over 1.400 billion a year. This translates to more than eighty-seven thousand four hundred direct and indirect jobs, an average salary of eighty thousand dollars a year, direct jobs, and a contribution of more than three billion in contributions to the government of Puerto Rico. According to the report, Puerto Rico meets the highest world-class quality, advanced technology and distributes medicines to more than 100 countries around the world. 75% of the industry employees have a college degree and many have received their education and training in Puerto Rico. The biopharmaceutical industry invests more than 3 million annually in communities. Employees offer thousands of hours of volunteer work and support. profit organizations such as the United Way of Puerto Rico. Pharmaceutical companies have energy conservation, waste reduction, recycling, and environmental protection programs among others as well as independent power generation. The pharmaceutical industry of Puerto Rico includes the following biotechnology companies AbbVie, Amgen, AstraZeneca, Baxter, Bristol Myers Squibb, Gentex, Glasgow Smith-Klein, Johnson & Johnson, Lilly, Merck, Novartis, Pfizer, and Sanofi. The Anguillian reports that Afro-Anguillian students will no longer be penalized by their schools for wearing hairstyles like dreadlocks, braids, and cornrows. Anguilla's Ministry of Education has updated its comprehensive school national code of discipline and dress. The new hair codes includes braids, locks, twists, weaves, wigs, cornrows, and other extensions may be worn by girls, but if they pass, shoulder length must be tied up. Lock, twists, afros, cornrows are permitted for boys. Spike hairstyles are not allowed. Hairstyles that distract or obstruct the normal view of other students will not be permitted. Students must always keep their hair clean. Hair color should be one solid color, your natural hair color. Conversations on colonial-era hair rules have been ongoing across the Caribbean. In Guyana and St. Kitts and Nevis, female students were recently allowed to wear their hair in its natural state to celebrate International Women's Day. According to the report, the Guyanese Ministry of Education recently launched three surveys to review the restrictive school hairstyle policies. Barbados is looking to Guyana to provide healthier inputs to add to the current school meal menu to control rising childhood obesity. According to the Barbados Government Information Service, Prime Minister Mia Motley pledged to deepen cooperation in the area with Barbados's CARICOM neighbor. Motley made the pledge during a courtesy call with senior officials from Banks DIH Limited, a Guyana-based food and beverage distributor. The Barbados Prime Minister mentioned the role of the Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Nutritional Security can play in reducing the spending at the Queen Elizabeth Hospital to treat diabetes and obesity in the future. Jamaica Information Service reports that the Jamaica Dairy Development Board is aiming to increase the supply of local milk by about 10 percent within the next five to ten years. Currently, the local sector is fulfilling only around 15 to 20 percent Of demand annually. Acting Chief Executive Officer of Jamaica Dairy Development Board Devon Sayers says, We are running a deficit in terms of fresh milk demand. We want to get that production up to around 30% in the next five to 10 years, and then we grow the sector from there, he noted. As part of measures to boost local milk supply, Mr. Sayers said that focus is being placed on attracting new farmers and strengthening existing programs to stimulate the sector. The chief executive officer is calling on larger companies that are importing milk and milk products to consider starting dairy farms as part of measures to revitalize the sector. Our farm gate price is the highest in this side of the world. So there is money to be made out of dairy farming. And again, we are only supplying about 15 to 20% of the demand. We need more companies to come invest in the sector along with small farmers, he said. Today, Wednesday, June 1st is being observed as World Milk Day and local activities are taking place today in Jamaica. Bahamanews.net via Voice of America reports that while the United Kingdom is celebrating Queen Elizabeth II's Platinum Jubilee, 70 years on the throne, with pageantry and parties, some in the Commonwealth are using the occasion to push for a formal break with the monarchy and the colonial history it represents. The empire that Queen Elizabeth was born into is long gone, but she still reigns far beyond Britain's shore. She is the head of state in 14 other nations including Canada, Australia, Papua Pau, New Guinea and the Bahamas. Until recently, it was 15. Barbados cut ties with the monarchy in November and several other Caribbean countries, including Jamaica, say they plan to follow suit. A jubilee year trip to Belize, Jamaica and the Bahamas in March by the Queen's grandson Prince William and his wife Kate, which was intended to strengthen ties, appears to have had the opposite effect. Protesters in Jamaica demanded Britain pay repatriations for slavery and Prime Minister Andrew Holness politely told William that the country was moving on, a signal that it planned to become a republic. The next month, Antigua and Barbuda Prime Minister Gaston Brown told the Queen's son Prince Edward that his country too would one day remove the Queen as head of state. And finally, St. Lucia Times reports that Prime Minister of St. Lucia, Philip Pierre has applauded Sandals Resort for its recent expansion plans for the island, saying that it sends a strong message of confidence to the global market following the recent challenges brought about by the COVID-19 pandemic. Sandals Executive Chairman Adam Stewart recently revealed that the resort's company will be adding 25 stunning new rooms at Sandals Halcyon Beach. An even more ambitious expansion will be on the way at Sandals Regency, La Toc. Later phases will include additional spa facilities, new suite categories, and a reimagination of the golf course offerings. The Sandals Group CEO shared that the new project will add over 350 construction and tradesmen jobs and, upon completion, will create 120 permanent jobs. According to Rayner, you will see all all of this materialize within the next 12 to 18 months. By Christmas next year, boat projects are going to be complete. As a follow-up to this, we have a Phase 2 and Phase 3, which will bring some great new renovation programs and additions to the existing properties, including at the Sandals Grande. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, June 1st. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.